1980 U.S. hockey team, a 41-point underdog Stanford at USC in college football, two of the biggest upsets that jump out to me anyway, and then even a second episode of this podcast, an hour you'll never get back. Chris Sonorato, Sean Bagnardi. We've made it to week two. People didn't see this coming. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. You said Geico Caveman week yes, one. remember right. We may have outlived it. What were the odds in Vegas that this would even make it two weeks? Couldn't calculate them. No line. That's it. They no line. taking bets. <laughs> That's right. It was such a long shot. You know what, though? We do have to say really good feedback. It was, it was a good first episode, and we do want to thank everybody who yeah. listened because... We had fun with it, and I think we're starting to build a little audience, which is the goal, and right. we'll probably do a lot more of that because of our guest today. Yeah, longtime friend of, of both of ours, very good friend of ours, uh, will be on the podcast uh, today. Jessica Layton will be with us. She's a, a news anchor and reporter, and uh, we're going to go over some of the biggest news stories of the last 12 months. And she so back is, into even 2014. Yeah, and she will be an authority on that, right. not only just covering it at our station, but covering it in the field as yep, well. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Now, here's... I have to start with this. I'm feeling... I have this high sense of anxiety. Uh, it happens to me every time this time of year. Now, keep in mind, I haven't gone to school... In a long time. Well, that's evident. But this is like, I get this every middle of August. I get this back to school anxious feeling. <laughs> and I don't know why. Nothing else in my life changes throughout the year. Football season starts, which is different. Will you go clothes shopping now in anticipation? No, you know what it is? I'm in CVS the other day and I see all these back to school savings sure. signs up. Do you get the wide rule, the college rule, the three subject, the one subject? <laughs> It's making me crazy. You know what it could be? Partially because of covering sports, back to school for you means back to work in, well, in yeah. a large degree. Right, yeah. big time, yeah. And football season, it's just a whole change of, of seasons uh, for sure. But uh, but that, but that's that's where I am right now mentally. So if I'm off for the next hour, you'll think it's normal. People listening, I'm giving you a reason why. Understood. Back to football. Yeah. What is going on with the Jets? Everyone thought that the, the team was dysfunctional because Rex Ryan was the leader. Oh, boy. No. I'm sorry. Geno Smith, the quarterback, when you have a quarterback that the team doesn't respect, this is what you get. Can I see if I got the timeline of this correct? Try. Okay. You can, you can fill in the gaps here. This is my limited knowledge. As a Jets fan, I've tried to avoid this story a little bit. But here's kind of the idea. Some time ago, this... I.K. Yep. What's his last name? I, I think it's Enipali. Enipali. I.K. Enipali. I.D.K. How to pronounce your last name. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I.K. I'm going to go with I.K. Yeah, it is. All right. I.K. at some point asked Geno Smith to be a part of a football camp that he has. Correct? Correct. Doing well so far. Bought him a plane ticket. Yes. Says, you come to my camp, I'll pay for your transportation. Yep. Is that the idea? Yep. Gino says, yes, I'll be there. Done. Something happens. Was it a friend of Gino's had an accident or something along those lines? Don't know the specifics, to be honest with you. Something kept him from going. Right. Okay. So he says, apparently, my bad, I'll get you that $600. 600 bucks. I'll get you that $600. Yep. Apparently didn't. No apparent. I think clearly didn't. (laughs) IK had a problem with it. Yes, he did. And sucker punched him. 
You see, is that the right word? No, no. You say sucker punch. I'm looking at you. You're looking at me. I've got my finger in your face, which is apparently what happened with Geno Smith. There's no sucker punch. Sucker punch is like I have my back to you. You say my name. I don't even have time to turn around really, and your fist is in my mouth. Right. That's a sucker punch. Face to face, men arguing. Be prepared for whatever might happen. I've got a couple of problems with this. All right. As a Jets fan and just as a person. Okay. Let's go back to the beginning. Mm -hmm. Why doesn't Gino say, no, no, I got it. I got got my own plane ticket or whatever it's going to be. I'll get myself there on my own dime. I'm the starting quarterback of the New York football Jets. Okay. So I got a little issue there. The the second issue, we got a little thunder going. (laughs) The second issue. Yeah. Why wouldn't Gino look? He could swing by the ATM on the way to practice, mm-hmm. take out six hundred bucks, mm-hmm. like you or I would go take out a twenty. Right, and it's probably not even twenty. It's probably yeah. closer to ten. Well, if he's making, he's, I think he's making a little more than half a million this year. Okay, so it's a twenty. Okay, okay, yeah. So what's why? Because why wouldn't? Because this is apparently who Geno Smith is. First of all, the most telling sign to me was how no one else in that Jets locker room came to Geno Smith's defense. Giants players were asked the next day, what if this happened in the Giants locker room with Eli Manning? Victor Cruz, many other players cut off that question and said, would never happen. And one reason would be because Eli is probably going to pay up the 600 bucks, which he has a huge contract. He can take care of that. Okay, fine. The other reason, though, is because the Giants players in the locker room respect Eli Manning. They like Eli Manning. That clearly is not happening in New York. And now as a Jets fan, as you've, as, you, as you've referenced, do you feel better now? Like, okay, hey, no more quarterback controversy. It's going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, that's, that's a part of it, yes. But let me keep going with my list. Oh, you have more problems. My list of problems. Okay. Okay, so Gino. Just specific to Gino Smith? No, the whole, no, the whole thing. The whole life. Yeah. Okay. The, no, it's specific to the story of Gino Smith. Gotcha. Yeah. So the next thing that I have a problem with is IK. You don't just... You don't just slug a guy in the line. This isn't first grade. You don't just slug somebody because you don't like what they did or they didn't pay you. Okay. I mean, come on, right? Now That's childish. Now, here's the thing, though. Again, this is all just being reported, is that Gino had his finger in IK's face saying, no, I'm not going to pay you, and you're not going to do anything about it. All right. Well, but- guess what? IK did something. Fine. But we talked about this last week. Just like there's no reason to go to blows at a bar. Right. There's no reason to go to blows in an NFL locker room, especially when you're the starting quarterback. I mean, come on. Like he had no reason to even get aggressive. But then IK has got to at that point say, look, even if you are getting aggressive, I'm not going to just punch you in the face because you are the starting quarterback of this team. And and I'm not going to do that because that's going to land me in hot water well, right clearly, or wrong. I mean, he was cut immediately. He was a sixth-round pick in 2014. There, Here's my next problem. Okay. Don't cut him. Shouldn't have been cut. But if you don't cut him, if you're Todd Bowles, head coach of the Jets, if you don't cut IK, now you're just like every other player in that locker room. You're basically saying, like, it's okay if you assault my starting quarterback. Now you have to cut him. Well, let me ask you this. If Darrell Revis had punched Geno Smith over different. $600. Totally different. It's then di- Revis stays. Not, talent, not talent only does he stay. Okay, fine. Sports. So cut him because he's not talented. Don't cut him because he punched Geno. Because there's no way if Revis punches him, not only don't they cut Revis, 
but they don't do anything, any kind of punishment no. that would keep him off the field I, of for week not. one. Right, I mean, there's, there's no doubt about that. So I'm not sure I like it. If Look, he's on the team for a reason. Somebody saw some kind of potential in him to be some kind of player in this league. He right? played like 37 snaps last year <clears throat> as a rookie right. and apparently was a fringe guy even this year to make the team. Okay. But he's there. He's in the locker room. Yep. Don't, isn't it a, doesn't a part of you say, you know what? I kind of want. I kind of like a linebacker See, who's, I, who's got the guts well, to go think, punch I, my starting quarterback. I, I think Rex may have liked that guy. He obviously signed him in Buffalo. Right. That's a little. Of course, you know what? Is. To of the Jets. I, the Jets need to. They need to find a different identity from when Rex was there. Right. I, Gino's not going to be their quarterback of the future. He just isn't. The punch has nothing to do with it. It's a skill set thing. He's just not going to be an NFL and that, quarterback. You know what? I'm just saying, if that's what it is, just call it that way. Don't say, well, we're coming to Gino's aid and cutting him because he hit our starting quarterback. And I don't, I don't want to hear, and I don't know that a lot of Jets fans are saying this, but I don't want to hear fans saying, like, poor us because now this nobody punched our starting quarterback right. because if Revis had punched him, everyone would have said, thanks, thank God somebody's standing up in that locker room and sure. punching out this idiot. We wanted to punch him in the face right. last year when he was playing terrible, right? So I don't like the reaction. You have to cut him. Everything, everything in sports is based on talent. If you're arrested for DUI, if you're arrested for drugs, if you're arrested for... Uh, for vehicular manslaughter, we've seen that in the league. If you're arrested for um, hitting a woman, if you're talented enough, you will find a way back into the league. I agree. And I'm, and I'm not denying that his talent or lack thereof versus other guys is what played a role. I would just almost rather it, it be called that way instead of, you know. Because that, when it's a no-name guy slugging the starting quarterback, yeah. well, we got to cut him because he's not that good. Because he punched him or because he's not that good? Which is it? Both. Yeah. Both. All of this said, how many games do the Jets win this year? All of this said, the Jets the Jets really feel like an 8-8 eight eight team to mm. me. Okay. But I'll say 9. Nine. Nine and seven. Think about, think about the division. I mean, New England, when Brady is back, if he's suspended for two or four games, whatever it ends up being, they're, they're obviously a playoff or fringe playoff team. Miami's a good team. Right. The Jets have a very good defense. We'll see if anyone can throw the ball to a guy like Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker and Jeremy Curley. And then, obviously, the Bills are improved as well. I think, again, same quarterback issues in right. Buffalo. We'll see. Make one more point about Gino. Sure. Okay. I don't look, these guys are paid millions of dollars to be violent with each other mm-hmm. every single day. Yes. So don't be surprised when they get violent with each other. Oh no, it happens and all the time. It happens all the time. They're fights in training camp all the look, time. It shouldn't matter. Here's the thing if Gino got if Gino got punched and he wasn't out for six to ten weeks, I don't think we're even talking about this. We're not. Right, we're not. Now I'm not trying to make excuses. I just said he can't hit a guy. And obviously, when you get off the field stuff like Ray Rice and that, that's a separate issue. But these guys hitting each other, it's going to happen. Let's go back a week. Let's do what you've called a little bit of housekeeping here. A couple, yes. couple of loose ends from episode one that we feel we need to tie up and resolve here. Well, you want to start? Yeah, the very okay. the very first thing we have to do is thank Sarah Sherman again yep. for being our first guest. As you put it last week, only a real friend would 
not only endure this yeah, podcast, right. but endure the first one when even we have no clue what's going to happen. And True. she had to deal with us for longer than we wanted to with some technical stuff. She was great. Trust me, it was more than an hour. She'll never get back. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, another thing that we touched on last week that we didn't really have conclusion to. You told a story mm-hmm. about you being in Los Angeles. Right. And the thing that you have in common with Mr. Belding from yep. Saved by the Bell sure. is that you both performed karaoke together. Karaoke. At a, not together, at, but at the same place, right? Yeah. I, I, I sang with him before, but not the song that I referenced in okay. Quick episode aside, one. Sure. What did you sing with Dennis Askins? Many songs, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was a a frequent person at Dimples in Burbank. Did you ever get him to do the Save by the Bell theme? No. Did you ever hear no, him I never wanted to go there with him. Yeah, it's too corny, right? Yeah. Like, hey, you want to do... No, I don't. Shut up. Right. Well, weird thing... Okay, so uh, the reason I even met Mr. Belding really initially, I mean, he was there, but I told my uncle who lives out in L.A. when I spend my semester out there that, hey, Uncle Al... You'll never believe who goes to Dimples all the time, Mr. Belding, Dennis Haskins. My uncle then says, the next time you see him there, you have to go up to him, introduce yourself, tell him that you are my nephew. I got him his first job in TV. Wow. How about so that, that kind of obviously kicked things up a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. So the song I talked about in episode one as my go-to karaoke was a Shania Twain song. And honestly, even in the moment when we did the podcast, I had forgotten the name of the song. And we did get some feedback. A lot of people were asking. Wanted to know. What is the song? Because I think most people figured it was Man, I Feel Like a Woman. It was not. Right. Which we, not. I think we said it wasn't that one last okay, week. But yeah. another one we got was. Who's better? You Have your boots been under? Right. Yep. And then the other one, you're still the one. Still the one. Somebody brought that up. Yeah, too slow, can't handle it. All hits, all knows. Sure. Right. It was, if you're not in it for love, I'm out of (laughs) here. And it's it's a lesser known Shania Twain song, (laughs) but still a hit. It was still, I think it reached number one. It did. Hit number one. Yeah. (laughs) How about that? That's incredible. Okay. So I've... Tied up my loose end. All right. One other loose end. At the end of last week, I teased by saying that this week I would say why I think under certain circumstances, being called nice can be one of the bigger insults. Most. Yeah, most under circumstances. Most being yeah. called nice right. could be one of the bigger insults you could ever give somebody. Yes. Here's why. Expand. Generally, this is when it's the first thing people use to compliment. Okay. I'm doing air quotes for yes. the listeners. right. To compliment somebody. Yeah. If it's the first thing, that's bad. Because let's say you're talking about a coworker. How is so-and-so? Right. You know, they're really nice. Problem. That means they're probably not good at their job. Because if you're talking about them from the coworker standpoint, right, then the first thing you would go to is really good at their job. Right. Like we were at a TV station. So if you're talking about a photographer, right. you would say, right. well, really good shooter, yeah. really good editor, and happens to be the nicest guy in the world. And we have one who, by the way, at our station is the nicest guy literally on the he's, planet. He's got to be. The nicest I man know. on the planet. It doesn't make sense most of the time. No. His name's Justin. Yep. And you wouldn't still wouldn't describe Justin as a nice guy first. No. Because he's so good at incredibly his job. Incredibly talented, Yeah, yes. right. You would say yep. he's incredibly talented. And by the way, the nicest guy in the world. So right. when it comes second, fine. First, no good. Okay. Think about it also from the dating perspective. But also, even, look, even in the, co- you can even put this at the coworker level because let's say you're not good at your job and somebody says, how's Sean? And 
the first thing that doesn't come to mind is, well, he's really good at his job because if you're not, okay. But then the second thing should be appearance. Mm-hmm. No doubt. No matter what walk of life, right. co-worker setting, at a bar, wherever. Correct. So you go on a and date. And don't act like you're not that superficial. We all are. Everybody is. Yeah. Sure. You go on a date with a girl. You could be a fly on the wall when she's having the discussion the next day with her girlfriends yes. about how it goes. Right. And her girlfriends say, how was your date last night with Chris? Right. She says, you know, he's a really nice guy. Yeah. That's a red flag immediately. <laughs> you are unattractive, yes. unintelligent, yep. boring. Right. That's it. Yep. That's what that means. Yep. Because everybody would, you would want to say, you know, re- like really cute, right. funny. Oh, it was great. Good, great time. Yep. Like, no. Right. It was really nice. So that's where I have a problem with nice. With nice. You would agree, right? Absolutely. I'm, I'm with you 100%. And I don't know that I even really thought about it that much until you brought it to my attention a few years ago. Yeah, because people, it's, you know what it is? It's the, it's the default compliment when you don't have a compliment. Really nice guy. Yeah, it's a really, really nice guy. guy. It's, it's, well, like, you know, we used to kid when you talk about a girl, like, she's got a great personality. It's the same thing. Right. It's the same thing. Absolutely. Personality. Right. Do you ever get offended when someone, if, if there's someone you're attracted to and they're talking about you and the first thing they say to describe you is, you know what? He's, he's really funny. Is funny bother you? No, funny's good. Funny's good. You know what killed me? And this is like through elementary school and high school. If you ever got the nickname from a girl mm-hmm. you were interested in, it was game hate over. It. Oh, I game hate o- it. Well, it was game over because they no longer viewed you as someone they might date or hook up with. That's correct. I that is that is something that bothers me to this day. Yeah. Where if it's if it's you know. Uh, Shawnee bags. Right. If that's coming from somebody I'm if, attracted to, sure. uh, right? No, no good. No, no it's good. game over, man. You're done. Right. You have no chance there. That's anymore. no good. Okay. Now, what we do know is that you are not a nice guy, so that will not be the first thing somebody says about you. However, when sitting across the bar from someone, they may shout other things at you. Right. So you and I are at a bar. Last week, this little celebratory night after the podcast. I think it was that night. Was it? Okay. All right. Might have been. Whatever. Uh, So we're at a bar. Yep. The bartender is in front of us talking to us, Mm -hmm. as most bartenders do. We're very personable. Despite what people might think listening on this podcast, (laughs) we can entertain (laughs) from time to time. Yes. So she's talking to us. You say entertain. Many people would say kidnap, capture. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So while the bartender is talking to us, this guy from across the bar. This so we're we're at a bar that's essentially a peninsula, right? You've got you've got three sides, yeah. and then the fourth side of of the rectangle goes to the kitchen. I would just use a, a U-shaped bar, but that'll work. Peninsula, <laughs> you know, like the peninsula. Yeah. Okay, so we're on the west coast. He's on the east coast. <laughs> right. So he's sitting directly across from us. The mm-hmm. bartender does her job in in the middle of that area. Right. We can see him directly across. I'm just painting a picture. Here I see okay. beautifully, like Norman Rockwell. <laughs> yeah. So as we're talking, this guy sitting by himself. Yep. Jumps into the conversation. This is unreal. Laser locked eyes yes. on me says And I don't know who it was directed at initially, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Says That guy's an a-hole. I know that guy. Yeah. That guy's an a-hole. So the bartender turns around. The bartender knows this very well. Right. A little bit surprised. Doesn't yep. really say anything, but kind of looks uh, what's this guy talking about? Right. So then we look at him. 
make better eye contact than we had. I mean, he had a clear view of us when he said this. Right. right? And you being from the area, I thought I looked to you first and I think, do you recognize this guy? You have no clue. Right. So now I'm thinking, is he looking at me? What, what right. is, where is this going? Now, when somebody across the bar shouts that I'm an a hole, right. I'm thinking, I, this guy must know me. You might be right. <laughs> yeah, this guy has to know yeah. me. So then we make eye contact immediately. Complete demeanor changes, attitude. Unreal. Completely. Oh, uh, oh, that's not the guy. That's not the guy. Oh, actually, I don't know. I don't know you. What? I don't know him. Yeah, don't know him at all. How does that, what, what did that other guy do? I don't know. To I, deserve being shouted out like that? I don't know. Could you imagine if the other guy was actually at the bar? We may have had really some entertainment there because he was taking the gloves off. That was unbelievable. That guy's an a-hole. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not oh, the guy. Oh, wait. No. Different not, guy. Not the guy. Sorry. And I think his sorry was my bad. Was it a my bad? It was a my bad. Is that not as good as I'm sorry for you? No, it's not. No, you need the full apology. Yeah. W- w- what about you? You okay with my bad? Ah, uh, my bad. Ah, uh, sorry. Nah, you, you know what? Okay, guy rear ends you on the road. You get you get out. He goes, ah, oh, my bad, man. You know, no. I'm, I'm going to tell you what. Neither one do anything for me. Guy hits my car. I'm sorry he's going to fix things? No. Okay, but if he comes out and says, yeah, man, I'm really sorry about that. Okay, Versus, yeah, oh, my bad, different. bro. Yeah. yeah, well, you know how I feel with the bros. I don't like being called anything. When you add something to the end, it's no good. What, what would you somebody like to be I don't called? know. Well, you know you get a lot. You get like, uh, bro is a big one, bro which really one. bothers me. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want the guy handing me my coffee out the Dunkin' Donuts window. Here you go, bro. Yeah, have a good day, bro. Have a good day, bro. Okay. No. Man, dude. Yeah. No, man is another one. Here you go, man. Uh, all right. Brother, amongst friends, yes. Sure. Here you go, brother. But there are some other ones, too, that just... But see, nobody uses the cliche ones that we joke about all the time, like champ, sport. Uh, sport. You get you get champ sometimes. Ooh, who says champ? I've heard champ. No, you <laughs> haven't heard champ. But a Floyd Mayweather? <laughs> no, I'm not. But in any event, I don't like any of that okay yeah well i won't call you anything from now on <laughs> i prefer it a-hole can we call you that now <laughs> only if you recognize is, that, is that a nickname that's gonna catch on here oh it's caught on maybe yeah. a little bit uh you want to hit us up on twitter i'm at chris honorato that's o-n-o-r-a-t-o he's at sean airbags um and oh by the course, way we last week i had give a twitter update i had Oh, here we go. This is this is going to be like a weekly follower update. Go ahead. <laughs> I had I had nine followers. <laughs> now, and now, well, we've we've well surpassed the double digits. Ooh. I've reached twenty. All right, so we're out of the teens. We are. Tell you what, we're cruising now. This is big. We are. And also, one other thing on how to contact us. You are such an idiot. Tell me the name of this podcast. Well, first of all, the name of the podcast is "An Hour You'll Never Get." Thank back, you, and you get credit for that. Thank you. An hour you'll never get back. Yeah. Or as many pointed out last week, an hour and four, <laughs> four minutes. minutes. You know, you know, you were a little long. Yeah. We don't care. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if I waste an hour of your time, yeah. like I'm going to do, right? I'm I'm damn fine at right. wasting another four minutes. Yeah. We don't care. Right. Okay. An hour you'll never get back. Mm-hmm. What's the email address to reach the producers of this podcast? <laughs> The email is our you'll never get back at gmail.com. Uh, here's what I'm guessing. An hour you'll never get back at gmail.com. 
Dozens, dozens of emails. Dozens of <laughs> servers are overloading right now. Gmail is at its capacity. Yeah, yeah. We've maxed Gmail. Right. Hour, you'll never get yeah, back. None. Spam. <laughs> we get like three spam emails, and one you don't want to even open. You know, look. When I set up the account, I don't. I, I'm not sure why. I just set it up as hour. I have no idea. No, I and totally by the way, there's no apostrophe in the Yule because Gmail won't take apostrophes. <laughs> <Right>. So <laughs> those is, people all got kickbacks <laughs> and then sent it to an hour. You'll never get back. Flooded. All right. Uh, done? We're done. Yeah. You're really ranting here tonight. That's at least 25 Gino, minutes. In nice email. That's the trifecta for you tonight. Trifecta. Let's bring in someone who is actually nice, but but much much more than that. That would probably be like maybe the fourth thing I would use to describe. I was gonna ask yeah. where nice comes yeah, I think in. I'm a tier probably fourth. Okay, Shawnee bags. I work a l- thanks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I work a little closer with Jess, so I'll go sixth. Sixth. Yeah. yeah. And because I'm we flattered. know her husband really well, really we well. won't use any of the other descriptions we might say about her like what there's uh, nothing you're a very attractive woman oh i thought you were gonna go negative because you no, know no, no, everyone no, 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 has no. something bad to say about a reporter well of course that's for sure jessica layton is our guest on hi, this guys. podcast jess it's hi thank great you to have you here and by the way we're on location for this podcast we're in jessica's home mm-hmm. in the dining room <laughs> and when you do late night podcasting it means you can drink oh absolutely so we're all having a great no time question right. and i will say there, there's a little stormy weather outside. My thunder comment earlier. That's what the thunder <laughs> yeah, was, right, in case right. you were asking. At least that's Sean's story. And right. we also have a baby monitor not we too do. far away. So yep. we may have an additional guest tonight, sure. CJ Catalan. Uh, you not? never know. Absolutely. First full sentence maybe on this podcast. Like, yeah. please stop talking. Maybe <laughs> right. he'll say that. Unsubscribe. <laughs> yes. He said that word. No, I am so proud to have the staff mm. of An Hour You'll Never Get Back in my home. You guys really helped us pass an hour of New Jersey traffic listening to this fine podcast last week. That trip is three hours. I'll never get back. But, you know, no, it was good stuff. You could have listened twice, really. Two or three times. No, I'm good with once. Yeah, (laughs) A little background on Jess. Uh, Can you believe this? You and I have known each other for more than a decade. Crazy. It's a good thing we first met when we were 12 years old. <laughs> exactly. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. My son is one, it's an, and right. I haven't aged at all. Like that. Right. Right. So we've known each other for more than, than 10 years. No. Do you remember our first assignment? Here's what I remember. This is a funny story about Jess. And I only know it because you admitted it to me, so I can share it here. When I was applying for the job in Watertown, New York, where you had just started yes. working, the, the, my resume DVD, I think it was a DVD then anyway, goes across my news director's desk and Jess says, oh, is that a potential hire or whatever? He said, yeah, I'm going to interview him later this week. And she's like, oh boy, I, I don't know if he said, I hope he doesn't get the job. But it was basically <laughs> I like, I don't, I don't want to have to try to say his last name oh, on the air. Remember that? that is true. Because yeah. I kept saying Orinato yeah, or I kept thinking Orinato. Sure. I can't even say it right now. Yeah. Um, and it would come across the teleprompter and... <clears throat> But yeah. he hired you. He did. It was those red locks. I'm telling you, that's right. I've let that's him grow ever back since. Back-to-back shows with yeah. big hair comments Talking about from our hair. guests. Yeah, well, yeah. They love it. I love hair. Sarah, Sarah was on it, too. Yeah. Uh, so we've known each other for a while, and now, obviously, we've worked with Sean for almost five years, Sean. Yeah. Sean's yeah, almost, in the crew now. Almost five, yeah. So no known him as, as well for a long time, too. But we go all the way back to Watertown. And uh, and we have many things we could talk about that we won't get to on this podcast. Because we want to, look, let's keep it 
professional. To well, the best of our why ability. Don't we get I'm it trying there first, to. I'm trying to help you guys out with that. Um, yes, Sean produces the 11 o'clock news. I am one of the anchors for the 11 p.m. show. I also think that I deserve a little, mm. maybe 10, 50 an hour extra or so because I've been on occasion known to have to babysit Sean just a little oh, bit. Wow. A little, no little bit. I have That's helped true. you through some you... of life's big moments, like Ooh. weddings. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? You so I'm not good. You're t- right. Just stop there. Put the period there. I'm not <laughs> good. I'm not good at a lot of life things, life <laughs> events. When I have to, when I get an invitation, for instance, to something, right. I don't know what the decorum is. Yeah. I don't know what the protocol right. is. So my go-to is normally, it's always right. Jessica Layton. Jess, I got this wedding invite. Do I have to bring something? Now you do can, I have to bring a gift? Can, can I bring a date? You can elevate it to the wedding if you want. You you were unsure of how to purchase a belt. <laughs> Jessica oh, yeah, that's bought right. a belt for yeah. you online. That's that happened. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I still have your credit card information stored, by oh, the boy. way. Look well, I have Andrews no, right. on my Amazon. So, <laughs> yeah. That's true. I have used your Amazon Prime. Right. Mm. That's uh, true. It's a fair trade. But yeah, no, Jess has been great with helping me through all of life's little mysteries, yeah. like like a wedding registry. I don't know what to buy. Here's my card. If you think something Pick looks something good, nice. yeah. In fact, if your cousin who had a wedding a few months ago is enjoying his seafoam green ottoman oh, from boy. Target. I just want to make sure that I get credit for that. Okay. Believe me, you can have all the credit <laughs> for the seafoam. It was green on the ottoman. registry. Can we get the cousin listening to this? Is that possible? Probably not. Okay. I'll do my best. Yeah. All right. Relatives are probably our best shot. So we wanted to bring <laughs> Jess onto the podcast to have a little more of a serious tone, but more current events. Because sure. that's, that's what we want this podcast to be about. Life, sports, current events, big big things for us. Things we talk about, Sean and I, on a daily basis. So who better than you, a news reporter and anchor, Thanks. to have on to talk about the best or biggest stories of the last 12 months. So we'll go back to 2014. Sure. And where else do you start than Ferguson, Missouri? Which really... The shooting itself, right, just right. over a year now. But in my mind, the indelible, the indelible mark was always the season greeting sign, really during the protests, with a SWAT team underneath it. And I thought, this isn't America. We talked about this. It did not look like something that you would think was happening in our country. And this past week, with it being the one year of the shooting death of Michael Brown, um, and it just, it sort of really re-catapulted this very serious, this very controversial, and in some cases violent discussion about race relations in America and the relationship between police officers Mm -hmm. and community members. We've seen it in Ferguson. We've seen it in New York City. We saw it in Baltimore. And not even as a news reporter, but as a news viewer, on all of those big stories, I have stayed up until the wee yes, hours of the morning sure. watching, you know, clicking between Fox and CNN and MSNBC and just really staring in amazement of what is happening mm. on the streets of our country. And it's it's sad and it's frightening and it's scary. And, you know, in, in ways, it's, it's really it's had an impact, obviously, across the country. But we've even felt the impact here in Albany. Yeah, sure. You know, we've seen protests on a much smaller scale, peaceful protests. Um, and it's it's a sad state of affairs and it's scary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating as well, because I feel like there are many, especially in our generation, 
we're very different from the generation, even as close as our own grandparents, in terms of how we view race. Yes. Many people our age don't even see color or notice color in most circumstances, which is so refreshing. But then you see stuff like this happen, and it feels like... Young officers. S- young officers, by the way. Yeah, and it feels like we're just like taking a step backwards. It's sure. almost like you're, you're watching civil rights documentary on the 60s, and all of a sudden it's like, here we are again, and I, I felt like... It's so frustrating because you want to be past that, and so many people are, sure. and then it just gives it a bad name, and then it's almost like it snowballs because people will see violent protests in one city, and then something happens similar in their city, and then there are violent protests in that city or demonstrations. Absolutely. It's a domino effect, and it sort of feels like you take one step forward and three steps back. Yeah. You know, I don't know when we'll get ahead of that curve, but there's a definite, there's a conversation going on right now. Um, and that needs to be had, that needs to be had. Absolutely. No matter how you feel about it, we, you know, the cliche, can't we all just get along? But, you know, I really hope it is our generation Mm. that Mm. helps us get past this and really just be community in every sense of the word. Yeah. A lot of images from, uh, from, like you said, Ferguson, New York, Baltimore, that, uh, that'll be with us for a long, long time. Okay. How about this piece of news? Brian Williams. Mm. A very respected journalist, someone I really looked up to, and I know you did too as well, Jess and and Sean, I I think I can probably speak for you as well. No question. Uh, That fall from grace stole a lot of headlines for a long time. A lot of falls from grace in the news this year, but yeah, I definitely, one of those people that just adored Brian Williams as a journalist and as a person. I mean, he really was, for so many people in our industry, the guy that you look up to, the go-to guy, the guy that you watch to learn from. Just his casual and approachable yet authoritative Mm. style. You know, the guy that you just trusted implicitly, yet you also, you know, sort of the guy that you'd want to have as your neighbor, I think, on a lot of levels. Um, So that was a huge, that was a huge disappointment. That sort of, I think, was a gut check for every single journalist across the country, whether you were, you know, a one-man band reporter in Market 178 Mm. or, you know, an anchor in Albany or somebody who's a national correspondent. And I think it forced all of us to step back. And as much as we strive for excellence every day, really just look at what we're doing every day and say, is this the absolute truth? And have I done my very best to tell the whole story today? So you said that it's a gut check for a lot of journalists. Sure. So I guess my question is, when you think of Brian Williams and the fall from grace, is the first thing that you think of, I'm really disappointed in that and what happened, or is the first thing you think of, that's something that I have to learn from? And we all have to just learn from that and and make sure it doesn't happen. Absolutely. When the person that you hold in, you know, amongst the highest regard in your industry has something like that happen... That's definitely a learning moment, and I hope that, you know, at some point, again, we all really hold him in that regard that we had for him, what, eight months ago. Hmm. All right, how about this story that, that has, you know, look, it's, it's been under the radar, but now has really come to prominence, and that is, of course, the rise of ISIS. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think when I say under the radar, it has existed without maybe that acronym um, right. or the awareness that there are the potential for many homegrown terrorists sure. or members of ISIS. Well, here's what's scary about it is, is that, you know, Chris in Watertown, you and I both covered the 10th Mountain Division extensively. We 
knew at that time in the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, you kind of knew who the enemy was. You knew who you were fighting. This is a case where, you know, the radicalization of these people, and in some cases, teenagers, young kids, is happening in their homes, whether, you know, in their bedrooms, in front of their computer screens, um, homegrown terrorists. You don't and that's a great point you make, Jess, just to quickly jump in here is, is the use of social media right. to contact people. Right. It's, it's, compl- it's changed everything. Everything that we do, the way we think about everything. But that's what's scary now is that somebody who may have you know, lost their way a little bit, isn't really sure where they belong, may have a little bit of a rebellious side, could be sitting in their bedroom right now communicating with ISIS, mm-hmm. getting recruited. Um, we saw it, you know, allegedly happen in Adams, Massachusetts. They're, of course, you know, innocent until proven guilty, but there's a case going on not far from Albany, an area that we cover as part of our market, where a guy is accused of conspiring to get ready to carry out ISIS-inspired attacks at a college campus. Yeah. That is scary. Yeah. That is in our backyard. And you don't know where the next one will pop up. So, you know, there's a, a lot of terrorism-related stuff. You know, ISIS, and then, of course, can't stop thinking about what happened in Boston mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. And, of course, another big story this year, uh, the trial of the Boston Marathon bomber, right. Johar Sarnayev, which really just wrapped up. He's been um, told that he'll be, he'll be put to death. And I was in Boston the night that this happened. And some stories just really stick with you. The images stick with you. The, the way you feel going to that story sticks right. with you. And leaving, especially, you know, I was there for a night and leaving that next day, um, those images, seeing just a total police state in such an amazing city is something that I'll never forget throughout my career. Just kind of coincidentally, I was there visiting friends, had never been to the Boston Marathon before, I'd never done Marathon Monday before, um, and so was was there when when the bombings happened, uh, and I remember talking to you as, as sure. you were on your way in and saw your story, which was great about a local connection. Even, um, yeah, it's it's something like you said you, you'll never forget. And, and look, we're not as close to it as families who were affected, and you don't know if this brings any kind of peace to them. Yeah. So as a news anchor, you cover every big story in some context. Sure. But when you get the chance to then cover the big story in the field like that. How is it different, and what kind of perspective do you gain from that when you're actually on the ground there at the scene of such a big national story? It's different because you're suddenly immersed in that community. You're feeling what that community feels. You're seeing what that community sees up close. You're feeling the panic that those people in Boston were feeling that day. I mean, we you know, we had a three-hour drive, so we weren't there on the ground, so to speak, uh, the way the networks were and the Boston media was right away. But we arrived, we parked our live truck, and members of the SWAT team and the FBI and Boston police were walking by. And I said, hey, guys, you know, are we okay parked here? And the officer said, I'm not going to be the one to tell you you are or aren't. We don't know what else these guys had planned. We are checking garbage cans right now. Yep. We're checking cars right now. And there's a garbage can right next to me. And you're just thinking... This is not a safe situation. And I think that that was really the first time. I've been doing news since 2003 when I graduated college, three years in Watertown, and the rest of the time here in Albany, where I'm from. I think that was the first time that I said, wow, I feel unsafe. Mm. And you know, and then you talk to some of these people that were there, and um, 
you know, we're not statues. We're not, we're not stones. And most reporters, contrary to what a lot of people think, we have a heart and we do feel things deeply. And just because we don't break down on the air doesn't mean that we don't right. cry after. I cried after Newtown. I've, you know, there's sure. been a few stories that, especially now as a mom, have really impacted me deeply. And Boston is one of those stories. You, you just can't ever forget it. Right. I would say, in a sense, it's your job to not break down on the air. But sure. also, it's your job to feel it. It's your job to feel what those people are feeling because how else can you accurately Convey. present that yep. to everybody else? Yes, we're all human and... You know, I'm a sensitive person to begin with, so these kind types of things impact me a lot. And just because you don't necessarily show the emotion on the air doesn't mean that you don't carry it with you for for days and weeks and years to come. All right, let's hit the let's hit the the biggest story that that has been around the country and that you have covered very closely. Let's let's do that, and, and then we've got some fun stuff to talk to you about, like <laughs> Jess's. Belief in psychics. Oh, that's and that tease. she might have a little power <laughs> little in that department. Five percent abilities. Five percent. Put in it five percent. Sure, okay. It's fine. not scientific. That's okay. five more than us combined. Absolutely. No There's doubt. no question. Because <laughs> we thought this would be good, so we have <laughs> right. We, we have no psychic. You guys, we, if I yeah, wish yeah. you would ask me to look in the so crystal ball. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think yeah. about this podcast? No. Yeah, nope. Right. No. Nope. I'm I am highly anticipating the book or the movie that comes out. Can't after wait for the movie. The Danamora Prison Break in upstate New York. Can't wait for the movie. And in fact, that was one of the questions that I put on Twitter, probably somewhere in the middle of the manhunt or maybe toward the end. Uh, who is the story? Whose point of view is it told mm-hmm. from? Is it David Sweat? Is it Joyce Mitchell? Joyce Mitchell. You know, or is it Sergeant Cook, who was really considered, yeah. they're all heroes, all the law enforcement is heroes are heroes in this situation, but, I mean, he really got a lot of publicity, and, and rightfully so, for his heroic action in finally making this thing come to an end. I would put it from, you know, I don't know if it's in one particular perspective. I'm going to be boring and, and bland here and say, I just kind of want the story. Sure. Yeah, I can see that. I just want it to play out on a big screen or yeah, a you know what? Because You want story, David Sweat to write the book? Well, the story can never be better than what it was when we all lived it, right? So don't you kind of want to see it? If we're going to see it from a movie or a book standpoint, don't you want to see it from how somebody else saw it? I mean, we all saw it how everybody sees it, Okay, right? So you want to see it from Sweat's perspective, a guy who was actually in it? I think multiple points of view. Okay. You know, he mm, like starts a- with this person's perspective. Yeah. It, Sean, you got to turn that phone off. Yeah, it's really Wow, that's, all, that's another I, podcast. I, I, I 60 this, minutes I, on that. I just, I just <laughs> think he's setting an alarm that's going to go off like yeah. every five yeah. minutes. Whenever Jess talks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I'm sorry, you get enough airtime. Yeah, I'll turn it off. Yeah, sorry, whoever. So from whoever's. everyone's perspective, so maybe a disjointed film that goes back and forth, back and forth. Because there are so many movie, points of view. Have you seen the show The Affair on Showtime? No. It's like that, where you see one side for a half hour, and then you see the okay. other side for a half hour. Okay. No, I haven't seen that, but, I, but I like that idea. And, you know, there's a lot of people that 
felt bad for Joyce Mitchell. I, we don't have time to get into all of that, yeah. but you know, the vulnerable character and a lot of people that I've spoken to, the response on Twitter basically when I put this question out was somebody where, you know, you're kind of rooting for them just a little bit. Interesting. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm sure that there's a movie. I tell you right now, for the record, I want to be in that movie. Ooh. I dedicated yeah, my life to three weeks. Just you? Yeah, the reporter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a little cliche. I'd rather see you as like Joyce. <laughs> yeah, or not happening. Can you do me not a favor? Happening. If you play the reporter in that movie, can you actually play a realistic form of a news reporter? It makes me crazy when I see movies of, of people portraying news reporters yeah, but isn't that, that aren't reporters. Yeah, but it's like that. I'm sure with every profession, like I'm sure cops just go crazy over all these forensic, yeah. idiotic right. shows they right, where everything's do. wrapped up in 30 minutes or an hour. But I'm entertained by them. Of course you are. <laughs> and not to get off track too much, but there are real reporters in a movie like, say, The Place Beyond the Pines. Yes. Sure, just to throw one out <laughs> yeah, there just randomly to, you, you know. have no involvement in. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. That was a long, drawn-out process for many people. But, but also for you, from a reporting standpoint, yes. went on three weeks. Three weeks, I was gone ten days. basically on call. Because yeah. you never knew what might happen. I had a deal with my husband. Um, they okay, so on a Friday night they shot and killed Richard Matt. Yep. And I was in Malone that night, came back the next day. My son's first birthday party was two days later. Mm-hmm. And Andrew was like, seriously, what are you gonna do if they catch this guy? Because this story was so big and I'd been back and forth so many times and I was just living, I was living and yep. breathing this story. I Can mean, I tell like, people what you did? Go ahead. I was there at the birthday party. It was the end of the party. So I'm at the party. Right. CJ, your son's first birthday. Very special. Baseball day. theme. Baseball theme. Everybody in jerseys. It was a great time. And I'm at a table with coworkers. Mm-hmm. Jess wasn't one of them, but a number of people worked You're with us. You're not at the head table. Right. Let's not. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Please. You were Let's at table not. 99. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tables, I'm like 64. Are there even 64 tables in here? How do I yeah. find this? Yeah. So everyone kind of picks up their phone within like a couple minutes of each other. And there's like, and they're like, well, this is it. It's happening now. It was, that was sweat, right? Right. Yeah. Sweat has been captured. So. We all kind of, everyone's kind of looking around like, well, Jess is probably going to do this, right? So we went over, cutting the cake. You were cutting the cake for CJ. The little guy is, you know, (laughs) shoving the frosting in his face. And I went over to our executive producer and I was like, hey, this, did you hear? So what? Oh, well, all right. Now we're all looking at Jess. And And I'm like, eat the frosting. Right. So, and Jess... (laughs) The great mom that she is obviously rode out the end of the birthday party. Right. But then it was down to business. Like, I've got to be there. This was the story I was covering. So it's time now to head back out to Clinton County. I didn't even know during the cake cutting process. So my phone was the playlist for the party. And (laughs) either Center Field was on or Glory Days was Mm. playing. And it kept stopping and starting, stopping and starting, stopping and starting. And I didn't realize it was my phone ringing. The station called a million times. And they were saying, it's yours if you want it. But if you don't, we need to send somebody. So then... Ashley Miller, who also works at our station, comes over and pulls me aside and says, they caught David Sweat. 
Okay. Now it's 3.45. Party yeah. ends at 4. Yeah. Well, close yeah. enough. Yeah. Right. My husband is perfectly capable of loading up the gifts. Andrew works in the business. He gets He it. totally gets it. One of the reasons that I fell in love with him is because he understands that when that phone rings or when the manhunt ends, mm-hmm. there were I've got to go. There were other reasons, right? Well, yes. Okay. <laughs> Sean, you're always trying to start trouble. No, never. Andrew doesn't yeah. listen to this. Of course no, not. No, he, he's, he's not when, even going to listen when he's on. Yeah, when's right. he driving to Jersey right. again? No, no chance. No, exactly. yeah, come on. Right. So, yeah. So, and then fortunately for us, from a standpoint of not having to travel, instead of having to go to Malone, they mm-hmm. airlifted him to Albany Med. And he was treated for his gunshot wounds there for a few days. So the story, this national story that made headlines for 23 days, lands in our TV market. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, which I mean, was pretty incredible. Ripped out of Shawshank, and, and I think even David Sweat had, has mentioned Shawshank Redemption. Part of the inspiration. Right. And they even brought Joyce Mitchell to the Capital Region right. as well. Right, Rensselaer so, County Jail. Right. But again, I mean, it cannot be understated. The, these officers, and there were so many of them, and I just, I felt for them, and I felt for their families throughout this whole thing. And I think that that's a story that didn't really get told enough during the three-week manhunt, is these wives and these kids, mm-hmm. and and husbands, yeah. um, worrying about their loved ones who you didn't know if these guys were in the woods five feet away, right. hiding in a right. tree. And, and now we know that they were, because David Sweat has said that they were sitting in trees, looking down and watching the manhunt right below them. Incredible. All right, Incredible you, can, you can play the reporter. Thanks, Sean. Somebody, we'll get somebody Thanks. Else you can play the producer that doesn't get any TV time. <laughs> right. That's right. And that none, was fun. None of the credit. I'm, I'm glad we got to do some of the, you know, the, the, I, I can't call them highlights as a sports guy, uh, but some of the bigger stories of the last year to get your perspective on them, someone who, who actually covers them. Um, we have to get to this, though. This is great, but okay. Can we'll start it from this perspective, from right. a, from a news perspective? Okay. One of the the biggest news story in all of our lifetimes is nine eleven, right? Okay. I would say so. One of the yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest the big really, story. Yes, in, in all sure. Of us, right? That that changed our country and the world more than any one single news event since Easily. long before we've been born. Yes. Right? Okay. Pearl Harbor. Fine. We didn't have. We didn't need to come up with one. But that's I knew okay. he was going to, Why? but it. But our generation, absolutely oh, no, right. Of course. So, nine eleven, nine ten, nine ten, nine ten. Well, no, nine eleven. Just very early, early in the morning. morning. Okay. Yeah. So early nine eleven morning, mm-hmm. something happens to you that really shakes you up a little bit, right? So, yeah. So I was a junior in college. Syracuse University, and I don't know why I, I was I was staying at my best friend's house that night. I don't know why maybe my furniture hadn't come yet. It was early on in, in the semester, obviously, in September. And I've always been a really vivid dreamer. Can always recall my dreams. And I remember none of them. None. Well, oh, come on. You remember I, some dreams, Chris. Very few. Very few. Uh, that's what? because you drank before bed. Well, that, that could be the case. Yeah. And I don't even remember. And after bed. I don't even remember sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how did I get here? Right. Well, uh, when you wake Where up. Where am I right. even? 
Whose couch is this? <laughs> Did night pass? What? Is this the same Do day? I, is my mascara still right, on? No. Yeah, oh, no. Right, yeah. <laughs> so always had very, very vivid dreams. But on this night or morning, I had the scariest dream I've ever had in my life. I had a dream of I, – I woke me out of a sound sleep and I jumped up and I had just dreamed that there was a plane crash into a building. Glass, fire, people screaming. And I just had this sense of, oh, my God, this is the worst dream I've ever had in my life. And I, I was shaken to the core. I mean, no joke. I was I was freaking out. I didn't know why I had this dream. I didn't know if something bad was going to happen, but it was the kind of dream where you don't get back to sleep after that. So, you know, kind of in and out of sleep for the next, I don't know what time it was. I'm guessing a few hours, maybe four hours. Get up, go to class. There's a note on the door for class. I had like an 8.30 class or something that day. Class is canceled today due to the tragedy in New York City. And I didn't know. That was before, you know, text messaging and social media and all that stuff was really big. Went to the Shine Student Center, which is the kind of where everyone kind of gathered, got their breakfast and their snacks in the morning, that kind of thing. Hung out, studied, watched TV. And I'm seeing the video of what had happened in New York City that day. And I just, it's like my knees, my legs turned to jello. Mm. Because, you know, it wasn't exact, obviously. It wasn't, in my dream, it wasn't the World Trade Center and it wasn't New York City and it wasn't terrorism, so to speak. But all I could think was, that is what I just saw in my sleep. Right, so was your first reaction, oh my God, what is what is happening to New York City? Or was your first reaction, oh my God, I just, I just dreamt this. this. Because for everybody else, it was, oh, this, this what is happening? But... If that happened to me with the dream, that would have instantly been what I thought. It was. I, I felt like I was dreaming again for a second or that I was in one, you know, continuous dream. You, know, you and had at told that point, a friend, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My friend knew. And it, it was just it was eerie that had never, ever happened to me before. So this leads to your 5%. <laughs> this this leads to a premonition like that leads to a the belief, right, that you have somewhere in you I don't I, can I use the word do I use the word power? Uh, a, well, a, I a think psychic it's, I think ability. In general, reporters, people who are sensitive, people who have a creative side, I think that you know, it's more of an intuition. You know, you always hear people say, follow your gut. It's an intuition. Um, so, you know, I've always felt like a little bit like, I know what's going to happen. But I know what people had, are going to say. But you've had other psychics approach you randomly. Right. What you was could, that like? I mean, I, I know there's only a few people listening, but I don't want them to think that I'm... <laughs> No, no, no. This is not Crazy. a reflection on you. It's a reflection, I think, on the other people who who feel like they... Uh, I've never had anyone right. approach Random me and say, you have this... have approached me no, either at events or right. on the street and said, you, have an you, aura. you know you have the gift. This is unbelievable. You, you, there's you, an aura Did you have you. any prior like 
even not premonition even, but just something where you felt something and then that turned out to be the case prior to the 9-11? You know, I would dream of, you know, people would be in my dream that I hadn't heard of in ages. And then all of a sudden they call me the next day or I run into them or I see their mom at Price Chopper. I think that everybody has a little bit of that. And I, I, I think that that's just kind of basic intuition. But no, nothing ever on that level. And I did talk to... I did tell a psychic that once, and she said that a lot of people who do have this in them, um, they have a premonition sometimes as a visual while they're wide awake or Mm -hmm. in a dream of a huge world event. And then, you know, she said, you can spend the time developing this if you want, but... I don't, I'm a working mom is that of a 13 month old. I don't have time to do anything the, extra right the, now. What is the work you put I think there, there are, yeah, meditation, okay. relaxation, there are exercises. I don't know. I haven't looked into it. Okay, sure. Because <laughs> I don't want my husband to think I'm crazier <laughs> than I actually am. He's what you would consider a non believer, right? He's a non believer. Okay, good. Because yeah. we're joined by one. I in know. the room, and you really are, aren't saying much about your disbelief. Well, no, I'm letting Jess tell her side here. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I would probably fall in Andrew's camp too, where I just, I don't know, I have a hard time believing that that there are people who, who have the ability, and I hate to say predict the future, mm-hmm. right, because that's just the cliche, where, but maybe you are feeling something might happen. I have a little bit of experience with this in, in, in someone else who I know, that gets these premonitions of big events. Right. I don't But I you don't, don't ever get like a gut feeling about something. I think that's what it is just on a totally different level. So it's sort of like following your instincts. And I know you've done that. That's that's kind of what we're taught as, For sure. as reporters. I guess part of my problem is I don't even, uh, like I said, I really don't remember my dreams. I mean, I used to sleep, uh, when I was in college, I used to sleep literally with a notebook right by my bed because I minored in writing. We had to do these exercises where you write down something. Like if I didn't get the pen it, within a second, it was gone. <laughs> I, I kid you not. I mean, people come up to me all the time and they say like, oh, you were in my dream last night or oh, I dreamt about this last night. I, I, I don't know that I've ever done that to anyone because I just do not remember my dreams. So maybe it's hard for me to wrap my mind around being able to look back to my dreams and see forward. And the other, the other side I also of just this. think that psychics get a, a weird rap too, where you, th- you see the crystal ball at the, the circus, yeah. or it's like a right. weird right. shop set up in Miss a Cleo town. Miss yeah. Cleo rubbing your palm. So, oh yeah, God, so I, I called Miss Cleo in eighth grade, and oh I boy. Like her what? racked what up did she this tell you? crazy, crazy bill, my, and then I blamed <laughs> it on my sister. Oh, oh my poor God. Lauren. <laughs> God. Do you know, do you know my... my <laughs> My parents, I actually just came clean about that maybe a couple of years ago. Good thing, because they're big Lauren. listeners. They would have, <laughs> this would have been it. My brother big once time. called 911 because he couldn't find his blankie. Oh. Well, it was an emergency. Kevin. <laughs> to that, him, that yes. That was an emergency, yeah. But, you know, so I guess I that's why of, it's hard for me to really get behind this And when thing. I think of psychic, it's not, like you said, it's not the cliche state fair for $15, right. I'll read your palm, read palm or yeah. I'll, I'll tell you the future in this crystal ball. It's not like that. It's people who feel that they have a, a connection to to the other side, Now, and you have a really good story about where you spoke with a psychic and they delivered. <laughs> you delivered. But you delivered. <laughs> I delivered yeah. about nine months later. Um, yeah, so I did. I, I talked to a psychic who, you know, and I, I told her, 
that I had this dream. And she's the same one that told me sometimes people have these huge premonitions and I can help you develop this if you want, which I don't because I'm, I'm perfectly fine just being between four and 5% psychic. But <laughs> she did say at the time, and I, I definitely see a baby and that wasn't really in my cards at the time, at right. least I didn't think so to speak. And she said, no, I, I definitely see you getting pregnant later this year, probably October ish. And what do you know, October rolls around and two years ago on October 26th, I found out I was pregnant with CJ. So, you know. How can you deny this? I know. Well, you're starting to, you're you're putting together a pretty good case here. And and I'll just say, by the way, it wasn't like, okay, well, it's October. It's time to, you know. Right. (laughs) Right, yeah. Very organic. Hey, the psychic told me. Yeah, by the way. Right. And so it dawned on me later. Oh, my gosh. She said October, and that just happens to be. And then... I'll just say that yeah. I recently exchanged emails with her. We were talking about some cold cases, and she did say, P.S. Drum roll. Get uh, uh, ready for the next one. Oh, boy. But, guys, yeah. I'm not pregnant. Oh, the next baby, <laughs> not cold case. Okay, my guy. Okay. I was see. lost. Oh, Chris. You're Get not even ready. 1%. Oh, no, forget You don't even it. know what's happening in the present. No. <laughs> forget well, the future. Look, when we start to talk about children, you know where my head's at on that. So right. not pregnant though. We're not breaking news here. No, we're not breaking news here. But we I could will... hold it and like, hey Andrew, at the fifty-six minute of the podcast, <laughs> yeah, time code fifty-six. No, there's there's none of that. But I will say now that CJ's a year old, yeah. cue the questions. It's like I'm pregnant all over again, but I'm not pregnant because now that I have a one-year-old, it's when are you getting pregnant? Mm. When's the next baby? Okay, along those lines, what are? Because look, you've helped me with a lot of social things. Forget <laughs> buying wedding gifts. Right. You have helped me through <laughs> some treacherous You're not waters. about to try to help Jess in any way, are you? Of course not. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, thank God. Okay, that, that's helping itself, yeah. so yeah. thank you. You've helped me through certain social settings where I have no idea how to act right. or what's appropriate to yes. ask people, Birthday couples. Birthday gifts for girlfriends. Yeah, right. Yes. So what are some of the worst questions you got when you were pregnant? First of all, let me just tell you what you can and should say to a pregnant woman, this which is, good. is positive to start. Positive I like it. I like and that. a much shorter list. Okay. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Of course. You look amazing. Sure. Very nice. You're glowing. I wish you a very happy and healthy pregnancy. If you can't find some derivative of that, just shut it yeah. because no pregnant woman wants strangers or even friends giving play by play of their body. That's just, mm. there, it's not necessary, whether good or bad. So I got everything from, and oh, let me just backtrack a little bit. Our friend Jason Goff, who does weather for us at 11, has always said being on TV is like being a pregnant woman. People think that they can say anything to you. And then I just looked at him and said, try being pregnant and on TV. Yes, I can imagine. So everything from, you look like you're going to explode, and I feel like you've been pregnant for two years. (laughs) Okay. And then the, the complete flip side is I had either an email or a Facebook message, I can't remember now, of a woman who said, I just entered seven months, third trimester, 
are you sure everything's okay with the baby because you look a little small for third trimester? And what is wrong with people? What if it wasn't? Oh, don't even get us started on people. We we ranted on that for a, a little bit <laughs> in episode one. But, you know, and, and I will say for the most part, is we have amazing viewers, and the majority of them were supportive and loving. People sent gifts and cards throughout my pregnancy and when CJ was born, but you run into those people, you know, all over the place. Yeah, people are, just, people are bad. People, <laughs> people are bad. People, <laughs> people... <laughs> People ha- treat on-air people negatively throughout the year, men and women, <laughs> pregnant or not, right? <laughs> right. So, so that but, was a long nine months. But was it was it worse? I mean, did it did it pick up in intensity because they had something else now to latch on to? Well, it, it was a definite, it was a conversation point, no matter yeah. where. And like I said, the majority of the time it was, oh, we're wishing you the best, but, but there were a lot of, you know, and then this is how you should raise your child. And there was even, you know breastfeeding is a very personal subject. It's Great, a family, we have a lot it's of a family decision. Oh, it's boy. a woman's decision. I got a lot of, are you going to breastfeed? Because you know, breast is best. And my answer people was People say just, breast is best? That's, yes. that's something people say? That is something people say. Well, and breast is my, well, no, I can't argue. Remember, we're keeping it professional. Oh. Okay. Well, you, yeah, well, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can do whatever you want after these 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. But And my response usually when people would say, are you going to breastfeed? Was, oh, well, not on the air. Because that's right. all I could say right. to kind of de- deflect the, what I wanted really wanted to say, which was, it's none of your business. Yeah. With Mo- something else thrown right. in there. Most Isn't most of what people ask none of their business? They just think because you're on air, right? And you want them to have that connection to you where they feel Absolutely. like you're my friend, and like I'm I can happy, relate to you. And I love talking to people. I really, really do. But in, and when you bring a baby into the equation, it is, it's a joyous thing. But some people who are naturally nasty to begin with just can't wait to throw in digs. I will say though, a lot of women complain about strangers touching their belly. Not one person touched my belly. Not one. Well, Andrew one. Well, I mean, aside from people that I love. (laughs) Right. Not one. I must have just given off that sense of don't you dare. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but I, I... Maybe you just surround yourself with people who understand social cues. It like, could be. That's not something I, I know you very well. I would never just walk up to you and touch your pregnant belly. <laughs> Look, <laughs> even you, I Chris. even I wouldn't do that. And you wouldn't even so do that. So if I would. That says a lot. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Did you ever wear a baby on board t-shirt? <laughs> no, nor do I are... have the bumper sticker. <laughs> okay. Yeah, good. good. That's, that's just good. enough. Oh, you know, the other one I got when I announced that I was having a boy was, and this is actually someone that is in the business. Mm. I knew you were having a boy. Your butt got big right away. Is that a sign? I don't know. Are you carrying a boy? The butt gets big? You know, there's all kinds of old wives' tales, you know, but don't say that to people. Don't, nobody wants, again, nobody wants your opinion about the body mm. or, you know, how and much I, life is going to change. We know. And I'll say this. I'm willing to bet 90% of these comments came from women. Women and a lot of them were mothers. Which is bizarre. Now, do you feel like being a mother that you now, because obviously they hit a point where like, I'm a mother. So now I'm at that level where I can tell this person, I know. Do you, now that you're a mother, do you feel that way at all? I really try to be sensitive of the fact that 
people said things during my pregnancy that I just said, mental note, I will never say that. So I will never share my birth in labor and delivery story unsolicited. I mean, everyone wants to tell you their horror story. I will, and I will not yeah. go into details about the labor and delivery unless it's with a very, very, don't worry, you guys are off the hook. <laughs> Good thing. It'd be very, two very hours, close never friend get back. who wants to, it was actually four, but. Ooh, ooh, all right. <laughs> so, you know, just etiquette, manners. See, but women have been talking about this forever. So it's not going to change just because I'm saying, hey, don't tell somebody that they look like they're going to pop any second. Here's one thing I would <laughs> not have guessed we might accomplish on this podcast. We'd make fool of ourselves. We'd waste people's time. We'd talk about sports. Sure. Um, might even get drunk while doing the podcast. We're getting there. We're working on it. Speak for yourselves. Um, I never really thought we'd be all that educational. But, We've achieved that? Do but, you think that we've gone there? I think two weeks in... By we, we are, you we, mean Jess. We are bettering humankind... <laughs> oh, wow. ...just through our guests. I'm well, flattered. We're bettering us through our guests. We are learning sure. a lot. We are. Are the, are the listeners? Well, we don't have any of those yet. But, no. but But they will if they go back in the archives. I have good news. You know at the bar, when people buy shots, they ring the bell? Yeah. I feel like I need a big bell just to announce that we're going to do another 10 minutes. Oh. oh, yeah. So forget the hour so you'll never get back. So all the people who complained this about... This is an hour and 10 minutes right. you'll never right. get back. The people Sorry, who complained about the four minutes, they haven't seen anything yet. So, Shawnee Bags, the bottom line for you here mm, is Shawnee just Bags. don't ever again, talk nickname. or look to a pregnant woman, <laughs> ever. Well, Just avoid them for the unless, whole 40 weeks. Unless I'm the reason she's that way, I yeah. promise I'll ignore you it. You better say something. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry. Let's move on. I won't do it ever again. <laughs> Is there any going back? Yeah. <laughs> you got the baby on board shirt. It's right. a little late. No, it's game sure. over. Yeah. No. Um, or workout right. buddy. Workout buddy is another one we've seen. Workout buddy. We yeah. have seen that. <laughs> yeah. That's not bad. That's cute. I don't mind that one, actually. I like that. It, it's you know what it says. It says I'm pregnant because a lot of a lot of the reason why people can't talk to or shouldn't talk to a pregnant woman is because what if they're not right? Well, that's right. And so, thank you. Don't mm. ask when some don't ask <laughs> for people who've been asking me because you think it's time for me to have another <laughs> child. Don't ask because when a woman has something to share, she'll share it. Mm. Okay. So the silent, strong approach from a man is better. Just just don't say We're better when we don't, don't speak. talk. But just if you don't why talk. did we just why are we doing an hour podcast? We are better when we don't speak. <laughs> right. Well, I am talking an awful lot here. Well that's a good point. <laughs> you're informative and educational and we're idiots. Um, you guys are nice. Here's how we finish things wow. up from we're week nice. to week. We're nice. Yeah. Yeah. Shawnee Bags. I'm joking. Ugh. I love you guys. Shawnee's nice. Shawnee Bags nice. is nice. Shawnee Bags. <laughs> well, just... Yeah. Yeah. Um, what we do to end each episode is to talk about... Both episodes. <laughs> Both of these episodes. <laughs> well, you're assuming we won't have any in the future. No, I'm assuming we will. Okay. Well, then let's assume away. Okay. What we do to end each episode is to talk about what we're watching, reading, or listening to. I now, think you that's can, cool. You can hit one of each. You can do just one in general. Doesn't matter. Jess, why don't you start us off in whatever order you please. All right. So I'm watching all kinds of news 
every day. Come I like on, to flip yeah, channels. I'm Give me something. Just, just relax there. Let's pull the curtain back. The reason I don't watch a lot of extra TV is because I'm always watching news, but okay. the series that I love is Veep on HBO. Oh, I, yeah. I hear Very great into it. it. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah. It's, it's so dry and it's so clever and... It's just, I really, I laugh out loud. Okay, that's good. It's good stuff. Okay. You guys should check it out. Yeah, that's my guilty pleasure. And I don't even know. I could do a whole podcast on why and R. Is it? Wow, my really? My grandparents yeah. watched it. I've been watching that show for almost 30 years. Okay. And I even tried to book my freshman college classes around 12.30 to 1.30 p.m. weekdays. Because I love that Whoa. show, and I really big admission here. If that any, is. if anyone from YNR is listening, mm. I really what? want we a get recurring <laughs> role on that okay. show, on, right. on that story. Okay, yeah, <laughs> uh, Shawnee, what are we watching? Well, is that it? You're not done. Well, right? why don't we go we around the watching around, horn yeah. one at a time? Good. Yeah. Okay. I watched, remember last week, I said I might go see the new Fantastic Four movie. You did say that. I, I watched. You saw it. <laughs> I did. Uh, okay. The reviews were so terrible. Right. That I, my expectations, not only, it, it wasn't as bad as not having any expectations. It was, I had horrible right. expectations, right? <clears throat> and it didn't quite meet those. You know what I mean? So it was, wasn't that it bad. wasn't good, but it wasn't gotcha. as bad as everybody. Okay. But look, a lot of problems with the movie. It wasn't great. <laughs> Not worth the watch, really. Right. It'll be on FX in yeah, you know, two years. Didn't need to it. remake it, huh? Right. the The problem with the movie too, and I hate this in a lot of movies, is that I'll see things that are so good. There's so much potential. They're doing so many things right, but then they just mm -hmm. ruin it, and okay. that's frustrating because the direction that they went was a lot different than what they had done in the past, and there was potential there. And that potential ended up being wasted. So that's why it's more frustrating. I also went to the movies. I saw Southpaw, right, really? which I had no interest in seeing based on the previews. I thought, there's no way this movie's any good. But I kept seeing these great reviews from people I respected. So I thought, all right, I guess I got to go see this movie. Went to see it. It was good. It was great. But not great. But it was good. So that the expectations became the yeah. issue for right. you, too. Right, because yeah. I just thought it was so good. People were saying, run, don't walk to see Southpaw. Mm. I could have strolled and, and been just fine. Did you go did matinee or nighttime? Uh, what did we do for Southpaw? I think it was like a late afternoon, actually. Mm. Yeah, it might have been like a, in the 6 o'clock hour. Um, <laughs> During the news. Yeah, well, okay. yeah. Jake uh, Gyllenhaal. And then I saw Mission Impossible. Mm. Five, six, what is it? I don't know. This is five. Um, and Rogue loved Nation. Loved it. Tom Cruise is a person. We can say whatever we want about him. In these movies, I love him, and I, I thought the movie was terrific. But here's what I've learned about myself over the years going to the movies. You could put me in a dark theater for an hour and just show me previews, and I'll go home happy. I, the more previews, you know, when the green thing comes up, it's uh, the full screen green. I'm, I, nah, I can't wait because I get another two minutes of previews. It's great. You don't think there are too many? No. There, there are, right now, they run about two to three too many previews. No I way. Think. No. Can't get enough previews. I'm with Sean on this one. Ugh. I'm watching previews, baby. That's what I'm watching. Okay. There's this thing called YouTube. It's on the World Wide Web. You can watch previews till your nose bleeds. Yeah, but I'm in this. I'm, I'm on a smaller screen. I'm not in the movie theater. I, I like to So, what previews? What are you looking forward to? Well, I'll tell you what. I, 
I'm not a huge James Bond guy, but I, I'm looking forward to that movie, Spectre. Sure. I can't wait to see the Tom Hanks movie, uh, Bridge of Spies. Looks incredible. Based on a true story. Based on true events. Correct. And uh, Matt Damon in The Martian. Yeah, here's my problem with that trailer. Oh, boy. The whole movie. <laughs> you see, you get the whole, you, you get the whole friggin' movie yeah, yeah. in two and a half minutes. Yeah, you probably do. We get it. Right. He goes up there. They, he gets stranded there. And you know what? You're going to pay money to see the survive, movie anyway. So and they up. go after him. Okay, they Jess, rescue him. What are you reading? Roll the credits. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am reading Your Mind. Because I'm 5% psychic. Oh, wow. wow. You're not reading no. much of it if it's 5%. <laughs> no, yeah. there's not much going on there. So <laughs> in that point. case, Creative, I, like that. I am reading News Sorority, which is a book about... I just started. I just started. It was recommended by a close friend who works at CNN. Okay. And... New sorority. New sorority. Gotcha. It is sort of the journalistic life of Diane Sawyer, mm. Katie Couric... And Christiane Amanpour. Interesting. And it just talks about sort of the ups and downs about the business. And like I said, I've just started it, but it's gotten really good reviews. And being and I a think female within. As a woman yep. in the industry, it's going to be a really good read. Okay. Shawnee. I actually went back after seeing the terrible Fantastic Four movie and read the very first issue. I don't even want to hear it come out of your mouth. The Fantastic Four from 1961. And I got to tell you, not good. 60s. So the movie was right on the mark. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Not good. Okay. I'll just say that. Anything, Anything written in the 60s. A lot of great characters were created in the 60s. Not great stories being told there. I'll blow by here just for time's sake. I'm still reading the same book, Killing Patton, which is mm. very good. I'm I big in, in, into history. How many podcasts are you going to say that's what you're reading? How many is it going to take? I'd say at least two more. Uh, let me tell you something. I, here's a problem. You don't have time to read. I get, I don't have time to read, and when I do, I get tired. It makes me tired. Mm. I mean, I, I'm either out in the sun reading or I'm in bed reading and both instances, you're falling asleep. <laughs> when you out in the sun reading, no, I sun see doesn't some make sun. you tired. I see some sun on the sun nose. When are you out in the sun I reading? I sit out on the deck and <laughs> read a book. Have a little margarita, maybe. No, well, the margarita work. before work, no doubt. You go to you, the gym, you go home, you shower, you go to work. It's literally my life. Right. This you don't pathetic. read what in am the I sun. Doing? Okay, <laughs> so that's that. Still on Killing Patton. I'll give you a page number update next week. That'd be great. Okay. Are you are you listening to anything other than than this? Uh-huh. Well, um, am I even listening to this? Yeah, no. Well, no, you <laughs> no, did right. listen to week one. That's you true. admitted it. I did listen it. to week one. It yeah. was better than traffic on the parkway. Good. I am listening that to. Say well, I'm that traffic I mean, go back to the mom roots. Lots of toddler radio. Lots of uh, wheels on the bus. Yeah. Okay. The itsy bitsy spider. Sure. The monkeys on the bed. But what is the song that makes CJ go craziest? Well, he really likes Uptown Funk by Bruno Mars. Can't blame him there. <laughs> and Itsy Bitsy Spider, okay. always a popular one. Uh, but in addition to that, I just love Billy Joel. And I just re-downloaded his Greatest Hits album. And I really want to see him in concert. Number one Billy Joel song? Scenes from an Italian restaurant. Oh, interesting. interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So if okay. and when my husband is listening to this, yeah. tickets, I really, Andrew, really want to see Billy Joel before the NFL season starts up. There's oh, a big... That's tough. Yeah, there, there's a, 
a big rumor that Billy Joel wrote Piano Man while sitting in a local right. bar. Yeah, I've heard that. But we did a little research. Yeah. There, that rumor exists in like 20 cities across the country or okay. something ridiculous. So not sure on that. What are you listening to, Shawnee? Well, I'm still listening to the Weekly Planet podcast, but yeah. I'm also listening to Budapest by yeah, George. Yeah, right? it's, it's a new. I guess it's not that new anymore, right? But I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it's a top four. I'll play it for you. Yeah. Oh, jeez, yeah. sing a, a little bit. No, you know what? He <laughs> was on. We're not doing that. Imagine. He need about six more beers. He was on Fallon one night, and I thought he was really good. Mm. And it's a really good song. And one other thing, I'm listening to. I'm trying to get him to listen to for months. Justin Timberlake is at a Oh my God, enough <laughs> you already. Love him. Listen, you love him. No, no, listen. He's at a concert uh, in Nashville, I think. And he starts singing Friends in Low Places by Garth Brooks, but then brings Garth Brooks out. Oh. And it's an incredible, I guess, cell phone video is what it is, but it's really, really good. And you should check it out. Okay, I will finally find it on YouTube. I will watch it. I will listen to it. You will stop badgering me at the gym about it. Yes. And we'll go about our lives. Okay, thanks. (laughs) Problem solved. I'm glad we did. So apparently I'm listening to a live duet of Justin Timberlake and Garth Brooks (laughs) as my homework assignment for next week. I don't even have to listen to next week now because I know. Right, you already know I'm going to... Well, but I'll I'll give it a review. Okay. Oh, that's a good tease. Okay. Right, that's that's That's, what everyone wants That's making me come back. Yeah. Uh, What am I listening to? Uh, You know what I'm listening to? You know what I hear a lot on the radio? I did this last week. Uh, Cheerleader. You know that oh, song? Yeah. Cheerleader, it's all over the radio. Absolutely. Oh, uh, oh me? I think uh, it's I think it's IMO, uh, and I'm not sure if you know. Is it OMI? I believe it could be. All right. Well, get Google machines. You could now. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of that on the radio. I also listen to the Sports Illustrated Media podcast because it kind of gives you a little background onto how certain News sports personalities reached the level they are now. Yeah, it's OMI. Do you say OMI? Oh <laughs> it's all capitalized. I'd say OMI. Oh OMI oh or OMI. Mm. Ooh, I don't know. No, it's not OMI. Oh this it's is what not. happens when three white people on a podcast <laughs> have a conversation about a song like this. I believe it's definitely uh, oh, OMI. Well, OMI. I'm hearing a lot of that anyway, cheerleader. And I actually like it. I do like that song too. I like a lot of Top 40. But uh, SI Media Podcast, I recommend to uh, to anyone who wants like a little, like I said, pull the curtain back a little bit on that. All right. So, hey, week two. Wow. We did it. We are going to get so much feedback on how long this was. <laughs> so people were so mad. Those right. four minutes enraged people. By the way, it wasn't week. an hour. I'll never forget. It was an hour and four minutes. Guess Big what? Deal. Now it's an hour and oh boy. eight minutes or whatever. Oh, oh this is out of control. Days. We're going to have to cut. We're going to have to cut. It's some more than eight. It's like we, we believe in no edits. Oh, well. We're a no edit crowd. There's a few things you guys should edit out. <laughs> no All dead. of us and none of you probably is the way it would go. Right. Yeah. Solo podcast. Right. Yep. Just no. pick up midstream Jess talking. Sure. Yes. Yep. All right. So next week, big show. Really excited about this. If you're like Fallon right now, Kate Welshover is going to be with us. Now, what Kate brings to the table is almost like an internet phenomenon mm-hmm. that she has going with YouTube videos. Checked it out. Yeah. yeah. One of her more recent ones was uh, an anchor woman going on vacation. It was really right. good. And it's funny. Really clever. It's very funny. Yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. She's you can good. find her on Twitter at Kate of NY. Mm-hmm. And you can find us on Twitter at Sean Airbags. Mm-hmm. You, me, at Chris Honorado. 
And Jess is, I think you're just at, at Jessica Layton 13. 13. Yep. Perfect. There you go. And the email? And the email is <laughs> drop the Ann. Yep. Our you'll never get back at gmail.com. One email would be great. And we're still looking for a right. theme. I want a theme music, a theme song open, open <laughs> right. that we can play at the start of this thing. Yeah. So you're not the first thing we hear. Right. If you, cre- oh, no, yeah, right. If you create it, what we'll do is we'll give you credit throughout the podcast that no one listens to. <laughs> Yes, wow. and also a share of the sponsorship dollars, <laughs> which are right. <laughs> <laughs> not nothing. Not nothing. right now. Right. Not yet. No. Right. No. So fifty percent. We're in the growing stages. Uh, but yeah, check us out on SoundCloud. Obviously, find us on Twitter. Send us an email. Sean wants some music out of you, and we'll have the, all that for you. Week week three. I'm excited. Who would have guessed? Is that a bye week for us? Should we take a bye? Nope. We need a week off? Not no, yet. You're going no. strong. We Keep take one going. week off. That's it. <laughs> this thing is done. Everyone listening is like, please, bye week. Enough right. already. Just end it. All right, Jess. Thank you. Thanks, thank you, guys. Jess. This was thank so you. fun. I wish you lots of luck. An hour you'll never get back. We'll talk to you next time.